Hey everyone, welcome to the Get Real Podcast. We're so excited that you're with us. Each and every week, we're going to open up God's Word. We're going to have some discussion around what it means to live an intentional life. So let's listen in as we try to get real together. Hey everyone, welcome to the Get Real Podcast. My name is Brandon Gindon, and it's so great to have you with us today. Uh, as usual, I am here with my good friend, Lori Arnold. Hey y'all. And uh, we have been in a series on the Beatitudes, and if you have missed those, I want to encourage you to go back and listen. And on our podcast, we have been and and always will dive into um, some scripture and look at different ways it applies to life, but from a from an angle of just being real. Um, I think uh, what Lori and I both value on this podcast is just talking about what does this look like in real life. If we take something from the life of Christ and and or, or from anywhere in Scripture to look at it and say, how do we live this out? And in today's world. Um, living out the scripture and being a light and and uh, being that person that others look at and go, why are you so different? Um, this is the principle that Jesus was talking about when we approach the Beatitudes as a, a lifestyle, a what does it mean to live in the kingdom? And so we thought um, in, in our podcast of jumping into the Beatitudes is a great way for us to look at what Jesus taught and how does this apply to life and how do we represent him uh, to those around us in this culture? How do we live this out in our families? And so, uh, again, we've been in this podcast for um, uh, a few uh, sessions now, and um, we're getting close to the end. And today we're going to be looking at uh, Jesus's call to us to be a peacemaker. And what does that look like? Um, and, and one of the things I think early on uh, that Lori and I've talked about is the difference between being a peacekeeper yeah versus a peacemaker. And uh, Jesus calls us to be um, uh, peacemakers. And what does that look like? So we're going to define a little bit of that. We're going to talk about some examples from our life and um, um, whether or not we like being a peacemaker uh, or not and, and, <laughs> and stepping into that. We've had some really fun discussions around it. And so let's let's jump in. I want to read actually the verse that we find here um, in Matthew chapter 5. Um, we're going to find this in um, here in Ma I'm sorry in Matthew five verse nine. <clears throat> it says, "Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God." That concept of being called a son of God, what Jesus is referring to there, is uh, belonging to his household. Mm. Um, it's not um, just meant to be to the men. Um, it's a it's a comment about who you belong to. It's your your family, your your tribe that, that you're in. Um, and he's speaking specifically, you'll be part of his household, part of the kingdom. Yeah. And so uh, being a peacemaker is is an identifier of who we are belonging to Jesus. And so when we look at it, Lori, I want to kind of kick this over to you. I mentioned this concept of the difference between being a peacekeeper and a peacemaker. Yeah. And um, so maybe share a little bit with us on that, kind of your thoughts on it and and uh, and what you're thinking over there. All right. So I was really good at peacekeeping. Okay. Um, that's what comes natural to me. It's my first instinct. If there is a conflict, um, I would tend to flee and <laughs> I did not want to deal with it, not address it. I don't want to feel the pain. I don't want to hurt. I want everything to be just fine and everything to go away. Yeah. Um, which does not make anything better. Mm. 
And when God calls us to be peacemakers, there has to be a change. There has to be something that I'm doing. There has to be an action. And the action of running away is not the one that he's talking about. (laughs) So um, that's the difference there for me. Um, And what I've learned as through peacemaking through having hard conversations um, that because that's what it looks like for me. Oftentimes uh-huh. it's, yeah. it's having the tough conversations that I didn't want to have or yeah. that I don't want to have. Um, that's where the peace comes from. That's where relationships are built and that's where growth comes from. Um, whereas if I would have run away or not addressed something, um, then that there would not be peace. It's still there. It's just, right. it's just over there in a, a little corner somewhere, right, you know? Right. right. So that's a di- the difference for me in my life. Sure. I think I want to um, build off of something you said there is this idea of peace. That's, you know, when we go step into this, there's action to step in and see actually peace occur in a relationship. You know, yeah. when you go and define it and we look at, well, what does peace mean biblically? Not how the world would define it. You know, the Hebrew term Shalom. Mm-hmm. And, and, and when we look at a Greek definition of, of peace, I, I, any way we look at it, it will tie back to a restoration of order Yeah, um, to bring things back into an order. Um, and I think that's important to, to understand. It's, it's not just a feeling of, oh, I'm, you know, I'm in this meditative, peaceful state. Yes. It, it can have those effects, I guess, but. A biblical piece is it's a wholeness. It's a sound relationship. It's it's bringing relationship back in order. So the biblical term ties back to what happened in the garden. Yeah. When sin entered the world, the order was broken. The the relationships were broken. Relationship between God and man and man to man. Right. And so we see the effects today. I mean, look how in our society, within families, within culture, how disorderly, how mm-hmm. much chaos there is. Mm-hmm. So when Jesus talks to us about being a peacemaker, and, and you said this, it requires action. That means that we're stepping into to be a peacemaker, carrying something, um, and that we're willing to step into and and bring peace. And and I, I want to just make a note about what, what it is that we're bringing. For us to realize as, as citizens of the kingdom, as followers of Jesus Christ, and he's called us to be a peacemaker, when we step into a hard, that hard conversation or someone that, that doesn't know Jesus, it's, yeah. we're carrying the truth, the gospel, in to, to bring peace, yeah. to help be a part, a conduit that brings peace between God and man and man to man. Right. And so what you were saying about avoiding being, you know, or, or even being peacekeeping, like we think about a country doing a peacekeeping mission, right? Yeah. They go to the foreign country and all they're trying to do, I mm-hmm. mean, at a really high level is just stop shooting at each other. Yep. And and that's kind of like, you know, let's step in, let's just stop arguing. Yeah. Well, typically the problems aren't resolved. They, you still don't like each other. You, there's mm-hmm. been forgiveness. You might not be yelling and screaming, but the problem's still there and you're going to still deal with it. Yep. And so maybe, you know, when you think about that, Lori, this restoration of order, you think about hard conversations you've had to step into, um, what are some other thoughts on that? Yeah. Kind of what you talked about, um, the difference with peace mm, keeping Mm -hmm. (laughs) and peacemaking. Um, well, we are, I think for many people, I don't know, I don't know if that's true. 
but I feel like it's true. We'll give it a but, shot. But for, for many people, um, it is much easier to just keep the peace. Yeah. Like, um, I see it in social media. I see it all over right mm-hmm. now. You know, it's kind of like everybody just do their thing and we can all get along. If yeah, everybody right. just does their own thing, right. like just do your own thing. It's all good, yeah. you know? Um, but oftentimes when we're doing that, we are leaving out the fact that there is still truth to be shared and yeah, truth to be, to be known. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things about peacemaking is keeping the peace cannot override speaking truth. Right. So you need to say that again. That's so good. <laughs> so keeping the peace cannot override speaking the truth. That's good. And that's something that I have to remind myself mm-hmm. even, you know, cause yeah. Like I mentioned, hard conversations, you know, it's it's much easier for me to just listen to -hmm. the other person. And sometimes, yes, that is necessary, but it does not mean that um, I am accepting and agreeing with everything that is going on or that is happening. There still has to be truth that is shared and there still has to be um, an understanding of truth. Right. And I think, you know, when Jesus is speaking to his disciples, I think. I mean, he's talking about the most important thing in that of of us as his disciples reaching out into the world, carrying a message and being a people that is a witness for the gospel. Yeah. And so, you know, I like to come back to this issue and go, it, I mean, I don't like having conflict with people. Um, I don't want to have an argument or whatever, but what in the past and, and even today, what kind of drives me at least to step into that is knowing. Well, we're not going to have like it's going to be there unless we deal with it. Yeah. And and so if, if I think about it about somebody's eternal salvation, mm. where they're going to spend eternity, yeah. I have to realize and go my even what they think of me that my like you know my reputation if you will or or if they get angry or upset with me now we need to speak it in love. Yeah. But do I care more about mm. where they spend? eternity or whether or not they're mad at me. Yeah, that's good. And and that ha- as being an ambassador, as Paul would call it, I think the concept from second Corinthians five, when Paul talks about us being an ambassador, yeah. the given the ministry of reconciliation, I think if you said we're being an ambassador going and helping people reconcile, it's the same thing as being a peacemaker. Yeah. That's what Jesus is talking about. So when I step into, as you said, take action and press into something that's difficult, yeah. I, what the motivation is not to just make it something go away. The motivation ultimately has eternal ramifications. Yeah. And I think for all of us to think about that, like, you know, I need to do this in love. I need to, I need to be prayed up. I need to, I need to be, you know, everything that Jesus would want me to be stepping into this, but yeah. I still have to say the hard truth and share it with them yeah. because I'm a peacemaker. Yeah. Uh, when we do that, I, I wanted you to know, maybe comment on this because I've seen you walk um, through this with, with a lot of different folks is maybe speak on, we take this action, but there has to be a willingness, I think, to step into the mess. Like, yeah. yeah. Like we take the action, but no, man, when we step in there, um, sometimes people are living in really difficult circumstances. Right. There's, there's sin or there's just, just yuck of life. Yeah. And so what to you does it look like to step into the mess, to Mm -hmm. really step into the hard with somebody? Maybe talk about that. Mm. 
think that requires a bit of surrender for me. Um, Mm. Because once again, that is not always my initial response. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. It is not always, it doesn't feel good and (laughs) it's quite uncomfortable. Um, It's often uncomfortable for me. So, but I still do it Yeah, because like you mentioned, what is our end goal, you mm-hmm. know, and um, Christ wants us all to be reconciled to him and we are to be like him and we're supposed to do these things that he has called us to. And not just for, for the sake of obedience. So that is a key right. <laughs> part of it, mm-hmm. but because this is, this is what works. His way works and it works to restore relationship and it works to bring the peace in these relationships. And so, yeah, it is really hard, but it requires a surrender Mm -hmm. of my own kind of, kind of you hit on it, Mm -hmm. but my own will. And, um, because it's not about me, right. It's not about what I look like. Is this person going to still like me? Are they going to be mad? You know? So, um, it requires a complete dependency on him. I have to surrender myself and depend Mm -hmm. 100% on him. You mentioned praying before we have these conversations and seeking the Lord's guidance, seeking the Holy Spirit's guidance um, in every one of our conversations that we have, especially these where they can be sticky and they can be messy. Mm. But and like it's so, yes, we must have that willingness to get in the mess with people. And that requires our time. Yeah, that requires our surrender and our dependency on God for sure. So um, it's it's so funny to me because I can be terrified of actually doing it, mm-hmm. of of having these conversations. And it's gotten better over time. The more I do it, the the easier it gets. Right. But I can still be scared. But the minute I have like the the moment that I give it to God. And I'm in it mm-hmm. and it is no longer mine because mm-hmm. it's not, it's right. not about me. It's right. not about my own desires. That is all gone. And he gives me the words to say, he yep. gives me the heart and the ears to hear the other person. And um, it just, it makes it so much easier when I'm not depending on my own strength. For sure. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I think those, those components that you said, I think first, I just want to grab it is, to surrender. That's where it starts. And and if you go really to the first beatitude mm. to be poor in spirit, that's what you're really saying. Peacemaking, you know, these, all these beatitudes work to, they work together. They're these characteristics. They're not just a checklist. And I would say this surrendering and being humble, this poor in spirit, this I'm surrendering to God that he's going to do this. And then you said this dependency yeah. that I need to be dependent on him and that you're not the one doing it, you know, and, and, multiple places in John, um, between chapters 14 through, through 16, multiple different places, Jesus talks about this, this work that the spirit does in us Mm. and to rely on him. And and he even says, I'm going to leave. So the spirit may come and he's, he's going to lead you into truth. Well, that's part of this. And so I I would say if we look at it and go, well, to be a peacemaker, if I'm just going to go out and I'm going to, I'm going to tell them the truth and I'm going to preach the Mm. gospel at them and I'm going to go kind of beat them over the head with it. Now, I would agree that there's times I want to do that in my flesh, right? but if I'm doing that in my flesh and it's not surrendered to the spirit and, yeah. and in God's leading and there is a, a softness that comes from the spirit, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. <laughs> we can certainly be bold and loving and kind at the same time. Yeah. And, and then I like what, what you said, it, we're not responsible 
for what they do with it. Like mm-hmm. I can't control them. I can't make them as much as sometimes I'd love to, you know, put people in a headlock and go, you need to accept <laughs> Jesus and they do and we're good and we move on. That's not how it works. Yeah. And so I think um, those are two pieces that I think are really good to grab is that we surrender and that we're dependent and dependent on Christ. But the other one I just wanted to mention that I think is really important. We think about being um, a peacemaker is when we give this over to God and we know God's doing it, there's just a freedom in it that I don't have this pressure that I have to, you know, conflict or saying hard things to people creates so much tension. But you said in that moment, that moment, now I give it over to God. Like there's a freedom. I saw, and I can see you, our listeners can't, (laughs) I can see it in your face. There was a, ah, it's God's thing. There's a freedom in that to walk in it and to know God's going to do this God's at work. I'm going to do my part and God's going to do his part. Yeah. And so maybe speak to that here just a little bit, maybe you, how you learned that or how you apply that or how that's affected you. Cause I think that's a really important piece. Yeah. Um, there's, there is freedom when we do the things that we are supposed to do. There's freedom when we are obedient to the word of God. Um, yes. That's what I've found yes. to be true every time. So whether it's talking about, you know, being a peacemaker or whatever it may be, yes. um, there is freedom and in, in being obedient. And I think that's a really hard concept to grasp for a lot of people, especially in today's world, because um, we don't talk about obedience much. And surely the world doesn't talk about obedience because they're like obedient to who? Yeah. To what? Certainly not in a positive way. Right, right, yeah, right, right. Because it's you know, do your own thing, you know, but that doesn't work. It doesn't, there's no, there's no restored relationship in that, you know? And yeah, there have been times that I have tried to, you know, be a peacemaker and I've done my part and the other person may not be willing to do theirs, Mm. you know? And so it doesn't mean that everything is always going to work out and it's going to feel good in the end, but there is a freedom in knowing that I did what God has told me to do mm. in stepping into this messy situation and speaking in love and grace, you know, truth. And that is the place that I find that freedom. And that's not always easy. There are times that, that I wrestle with that because I I very much am a person I would love, like you kind of know, like pageants where they're like world peace. Like (laughs) that's me at world peace. I want world peace. Everybody to just be fine. And that's not always the case. And so um, that is something that I have to keep in check, you know, like who are you doing this for? What is the reason? And once again, it is not about me. It is for his glory. It is for his kingdom and it is for reconciliation. Um, not only with my brother or sister in Christ, but um, in a restored relationship to him, you know? Right. Yeah. I, I think also that it's funny when you were talking about the, the world peace and we just want everything. Okay. What popped into my crazy brain <laughs> is one of my favorite uh, cartoons. No, my favorite cartoon of all time is Charlie Brown Christmas. <laughs> And I and, and and Linus on the stage, you know, reciting Luke chapter two, yeah. and um, you you know when the scripture says glory to God in the highest, peace on earth, mm. goodwill towards men. That what the angels were declaring in that moment is that now there's an opportunity for reconciliation, mm. for peace to be made between the Creator and us. Yeah, 
yeah. and peace available between between us as, as as his kids. Right. And that's what Jesus is talking about. And we take the concept in our culture and we 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 kind of water it down or, or or we we direct it anywhere other than what this is what Jesus is talking about here. So for us as followers of Jesus, and if you're you know just if you're in this place right now in relation in a relationship where there is no there is no peace, you see it it's all out of order, it's disconnected, it's it, there's a tough spot. I won't. I think we both would just encourage our listeners to say, look, I'm going to step into this. But first, I'm I'm, I'm going to be praying through it. I'm going to be abiding in Christ. I'm going to I'm going to speak with in love to somebody, um, and I'm going to go to them, and and I'm going to be a peacemaker. I'm going to carry that ministry of reconciliation. And it might be it might look like you sharing the gospel yeah. of who Jesus is. It might be you stepping in and saying, you know, I need to ask for forgiveness for something, mm. and and you're reconciling, helping reconcile the relationship wherever that you would find yourself with this. I just want to encourage everybody that's listening in some way to step in to be a peacemaker yeah. and to see what God will do with that. And so I'm hoping today um, uh, you're taking away from Lori and I's discussion some of those things and to be thinking about what it looks like to be a peacemaker out in a world where it is so chaotic. Um, and uh, I just want to encourage everybody you can do this, you can walk in Christ. And uh, we want to thank you today for listening to the Get Real Podcast. God bless you. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Get Real Podcast today. My hope each and every week is that you're able to take the content, apply it to your life, that it becomes more of who you are and less of what you do, and that we live an intentional life together. If you're interested in supporting the work of ministry here at Real Life Texas, we'd like to invite you to do that by going to reallifetexas.org slash give and supporting us today.